Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to another edition of Gold Cup Daily. I'm Amelia Lopez, and for some reason, Tom Marshall and Weasel Vasquez have decided to let me lead this one because they're too busy doing something. Um, we're also listening to retro playlists here at this place. Currently, retro. retro. This is this is still modern for me. <laughs> uh, it's pretty retro for me. Uh, we're at Lou Malnati's. I probably got that wrong, but that's where we're at right now. Currently waiting for our deep dish pizza. Uh, this is our penultimate podcast. You guys have dealt with us for over a month. Thank you for that. How and many total podcasts? How many is that? 20? I want to go ahead and say 27, 28? Oh, we could just check really quick. I'll, I'll get back on it. Okay, well, we're just going to go ahead and confirm the numbers because we don't know how to count. But, um... Yeah, this is our penultimate one. Uh, I'm really happy, as Tom said on the last podcast, we've had over 20,000 downloads of every 20, single... 20,000. Yeah. yeah. 200,000. No, 20,000. How many downloads last night? No, so over 20,000 downloads from you guys willing to listen to us. Wait, we still have the final number. What is it? Final number for our podcast is number 26. So, this you probably already know this because it's in the title, but we didn't know this because we're recording. So, carry on. Yeah, but uh, I'm really excited for this one. It's the final. This is my actually first uh, final match that I'm going to be covering, so it's really exciting. But let's just dive right into it. Um, Tom, we'll start with you. We went to the press conference today, spoke to both or listened to both the U.S. men's Greg Bellhalter and Tata Martino, who's been following this whole tournament. But um, takeaways from the press conference, from the mix zones that we obviously had with, with some of the players for both of the teams, and obviously it's a U.S. Mexico final, which hasn't happened since what year? 2011 was the last Gold Cup where Mexico won 4 2. Giovanni's Golazo. Yeah. I was a senior in high school when that happened, so. Oh, there it is. There it is. <laughs> I was 54. <laughs> But, uh, but uh, Tom, uh, takeaways from today, the day before the big game. Um, yeah, I mean, I think, I don't think there was anything absolutely massive. You know, there was, you know, Tata Martino and Greg Berhal to clearly respect each other. And I think Tata's been genuine because I think he hates coach that sits back and he sees Berhalter as somebody who's actually going to try and take the game to, to Mexico. I don't think that's going to happen. I think Mexico going to dominate the ball. Um and yeah, you know, Tata, I think the, the thing that the Mexican press picked up on is that Tata said, no pasa nada if Mexico doesn't win. You know, because he was asked the question, it was quite a provocative question by Ruben Rodriguez from Fox. And he said, basically, if the United States lose this, nothing, nothing happens, nobody really cares. Because, you know, it's not a big thing for, for, for the US in the grand scheme of things in terms of what goes on in sports in this country. Fair or not, I mean, that was, that was what he asked. And Tata was said, same with us, nothing happens. And if we lose, we carry on. And this is a four-year process going up towards Qatar 2022. And if we lose, we lose. We move on. And, you know, which is fair enough, but it's also like a rivalry game. And I think that the fans are absolutely desperate for a victory. I mean, Hector Moreno saying afterwards he thinks it's going to be 80-90%. From, from, you know, I went down to the US team hotel when the team arrived a couple of days ago. No one there. You go to the Mexico hotel, there's literally 20, 30 people. I mean, yesterday when they came back from training, it's crazy. It's like one of those things where somebody hears that they might be coming back from training and they ring people and everybody comes down and everybody waits for the team. So it's been pretty amazing, the support Mexico's received this summer. I think we're going to see it in Soldier Field tomorrow. And, um, you know, 
I, I don't think there's much in this game. I thought the States were good against Jamaica. The other big take I thought was uh, Christian Pulisic. Tata Martino went for me above and beyond in praising him. I mean, saying I, I asked him, you know, what have you th- what have you thought about his performances this summer, and is there a specific plan to kind of stop him? And Tata was like, "This is one of the best young emerging players of recent times." And he was like, "Oh my God, that's a that's a big statement." He's like, "There's few players in the world that are so." Um, you know, unbalancing, destabilizing for the for the for the opposition team. So, what a massive statement that is! And he said, if we can't shut down and stop Pulisic, we don't have a plan to stop Pulisic. Then it's going to be a bad night for us. Um, so it was interesting to see Tata go all out against Pulisic. Maybe a bit of psychology there. You know, the eve of the game, telling Pulisic, "Oh, you're the man. If you don't do it, you know what I mean." I don't know. Maybe I'm reading a bit into, too much into that. <laughs> Was anybody there that really care? Some of the U.S. media, I don't, I don't know if they would translate that and and, and have Pulisic here with what Tata had to say. That's just something. But I'll start with my takeaways. I go back to the rivalry, Tom and Amy. Like normally, when it comes to Mexico and U.S., there's always some kind of storyline, some kind of you know, like hey, this is this is important. And I felt like. At least for the Mexico side, talking to some of the players, talking to Tata, you know, they're taking this as another as another game. They're more worried about, obviously, winning this final than actually, you know, beating the U.S., which ultimately, that's it's ultimately much important. As At the moment, I got to pause this because our, um, our waiter came in with our, our wonderful pizzas. Tom and Amy are... He wants to take the square plates. This is what happens when we do a... The Gold Cup Daily Podcast. It doesn't matter. We're, so, I'm getting a deep dish pizza. Yes, this is why we're here. And do you want to hang out to your fork here, sir? So, back to what I was saying. Um, yeah. So it it goes back to kind of the la- the rivalry of aspect of it. Feeling like more of the Mexico-based media is kind of saying this is just another game. Try to kind of ask some of the players. Is it imp- is it important if it's the U.S. Raul said it blatantly. He just said, you know, we're going to take it. It's just another final. And we played in a final, even though he said this is my first final. But it wasn't that we have to beat the U.S. because they're our rival. And I don't know if it's maybe because it's so one-sided since the U.S. didn't make it to the, to the World Cup. Since, you know, Mexico finally beat them in, the, in Columbus. Since the U.S. hasn't beaten Mexico in a title match since 2007. Uh, and that was the Gold Cup um, a match. And ultimately, they haven't faced each other since 2011. I get that. But it's put in perspective, the last time that the U.S. beat Mexico in a Gold Cup final, he didn't have iPhones. It's been a long time. So it, it, it's kind of like maybe the rivalry is dying with, within the players, but definitely not the fans. You ask anybody right now, yeah, they wanted the U.S. Another thing, the U.S. have been saying they've been wanting Mexico. And that's kind of the other thing around. The U.S. won. And Mexico hasn't been saying it. The U.S. had a chance, you know, the player, the fans had a had a chance said, hey, we want Mexico, we want Mexico. And, you know, we asked Coach Greg, uh, you know, how long had they been scouting Mexico? And he said since Tata took over the team. I asked Tata Martino the same question. It was kind of like a jokingly, you know, since... There's a moment. You had a moment. I had a moment. I had a moment. Go back into my Twitter and look at it. I had a you moment. Had a moment. <laughs> <laughs> I did, I did. But he kind of... I don't think he wanted to answer, like, you know, we've been looking at him for a while. He said he's been looking at him since Columbus, which, all right, I guess that's kind of the answer. But um, I feel like the U.S. needs this more 
as far as beating Mexico, as far as getting this. But at the same time, I think there's going to be more repercussions because you know what happens, Tom. It's going to be massive if Tata does not win this game, especially in a week in CONCACAF, especially coming into the tournament. The U.S. have been losing to, you know, South American teams have been a joke. And now the, they're coming from us, you know, from the beginning of the group stages, not doing as, uh, as good of a job, ending well in the last two games. Although Curaçao wasn't the greatest game, but then now a Jamaica scoring that many goals. And then Mexico going into extra time against Costa Rica. And, uh, and the U.S. journalists yesterday, when we were having dinner with them, they were like, I think, I think the U.S. is going to win. Yeah, they, yeah, I mean, they've got to put a couple of things in, in perspective as well. And I think, you know, the US are desperate to, to do this. They, did, they missed out on the World Cup. They need something to kind of kickstart the post-2018 World Cup. You know what I mean? They've gone for a domestic coach. Mexico have gone for Tata. But the other thing here is, this isn't Mexico's best team. You know, and I know it's not an excuse from a Mexican point of view, and Tata will not use it. You can be guaranteed that. But it's also true. If you put Mexico's the team of players that Mexico aren't fielding tomorrow, i.e. Chicharito, Vela, Hector Herrera, um, who else? Giovanni dos Santos, <laughs> Tecatito, um, you know, you know, Talavera, Corona. I mean, you can make a, an eleven of the players that aren't here for Mexico. Competitive. And it's arguably better than the, the starting eleven in the Gold Cup. So you've got to put it in that perspective as well. If the US do win it. Like this isn't Mexico's best team, um, and I think that feeds into it as well. I think that actually feeds into Mexico. You know, the US needing to win even more. To be honest. Well, then I guess I have to ask both of you guys. Even though Tata says it doesn't matter, does it still matter? I mean, if you're, if you're, if you're, what you're saying is a quote-unquote bad Mexico has made it this far with not even its top players but loses against the U.S., does it matter? Or, I mean, does it show? Because another thing that I was thinking about is if he wins, not only does he remain undefeated his whole entire tenure since he started, now he's got a cup to go along with it. Yeah, yeah for me, it'll be big. It'll be big if Mexico win because they'll be doing it with a weakened team. Um, they'll be doing it, um, you know, against the U.S. team, the, the, obviously the big rival. Um and yeah, I think the other the other factor is Tata Martino has lost the three international finals he's been involved in. Two with Argentina in the Copa America, one with Paraguay in the Copa America. They've lost it. He's lost it. And I think for Tata, I think he needs this. You know, he needs to get that stigma out. If it's four and four, then the next time next time it's kind of is it, Amy, you're struggling there with the pizza. But, uh, but but next time it becomes ever more difficult. You know, the questions there's more questions like that. I think Tata, I think he needs it. Um, but yeah, I, you know, in terms of the starting 11 as well, I don't know if you guys agree, but I don't think there's any secrets now. Guillermo Turing goal, Chaka Rodriguez, Carlos Salcedo, who I bumped into in the elevator, actually, I didn't tell you, did I? Yeah, had a little chat with Carlos Vela. Yeah. yeah, Carlos Salcedo. Carlos Salcedo. Carlos here? Vela showed up. Carlos Salcedo, good lad. <laughs> he went to the baseball game. Yeah. Back. And then... Um, Moreno, Hector Moreno, and we got to say, just quickly as an aside, it's so good that these guys that we can, when they come and speak in English and the Federation today put up, you know, the, the, the bigger name players, obviously they can't do it every time, we understand that, but, you know, very grateful to them that they put up, you know, Moreno, that we could speak to Moreno, Raul Jimenez, get videos in English that we can all use on our 
you know, for, for the people we, we work for. And left back, Gallardo, Edson Alvarez holding midfielder, Andres Guardado, left midfield, right midfield, Jonathan Dos Santos. Outside chance of Charlie Rodriguez, but I can't see it. I think right wing, Antuna. Outside chance of, oh, uh, maybe a 50 50 chance that it's Roberto Alvarado. Raul Jimenez and then Rodolfo Pizarro on the left wing. She still has not repeated a start in 11, right? If he, if, if Antuna comes back. Yeah, yeah. Right? But I think, I think what we've seen is the starting 11 has become defined. Like it's, if, if, if I don't have eight of those 11 players, I'll be surprised. Or even nine. If I don't have nine of those players right, I'll be uh, extremely surprised. But yeah, from the US side, um, I don't know, it wasn't that exciting. No. I mean, the things he's saying, obviously there's respect between the coaches, but nothing like jumped out. Like, you know, maybe the thing about the referees and he said, you know, it's a final, I just want the ref to not be the center of attention, to not get carried away with the atmosphere, which will very likely to be pro-Mexico. Um, you know, I thought they got a bit sensitive, the media guys from the US, and I was asking Pulisic about the, the Women's World Cup. I don't think they liked that, but I mean, I thought it was a, a kind of a fair question, but... So yeah, I don't know. Maybe that maybe that hints at you know, I don't know. Maybe there's a bit of I don't know. It's a weird it's a weird dynamic, no? Because the US are playing in the morning with the women, and obviously that's the bigger game. And then in the night you've got this rivalry against Mexico. So um, so yeah. But anyways, uh, anything else to add? Quick predictions. Um. So the last two games, I've admitted that I've had this weird feeling in my gut about the games, and I even made it a point to prove to you all that I was right, which I totally love to do. But this time around, I don't know why I don't have that weird feeling in my gut. And the Mexico players kind of had that same sort of, you know, it's not a final against the U.S. It's just a final and we're going to take it like if it's any other final we've ever played. But uh, what's your level of confidence for this match? Um, go back to a little stat. Um, every Gold Cup final that I've covered or I've attended, Mexico have won. So, <laughs> there's not that many, but I'm just going to keep that. Every Gold Cup, every Mexico-U.S. game that's not a friendly that I've been at, Mexico has won. You're their good luck charm. Is I what you're the good luck charm. I'm just going to throw it out there. I think Tom, you too, right? I mean, you haven't been to a Mexico-U.S. where U.S. wins that is not an, a friendly? Um, I don't believe so, no. I don't believe so. Tom is not a good luck charm. 20, 2013, it was the last... International game that the U.S. won was in Columbus in 2013, which is not a friendly, but I wasn't there. <laughs> so, but I wasn't the Columbus game. So anyway, that has nothing to do with it. Um, I'm, I'm not super, con- I was more confident in the CONCACAF Cup confederations. Like, I really thought we can beat this team. Tuca's got these guys playing, um, and I was a little bit more confident. The only reason why I said that is that if Mexico struggles to score, which is what we've seen in the last two games, for some reason, which I think it's more of luck. I think something happened during that Haiti game because we didn't see it in the other games. They've, they've been scoring three or four times uh, you know, before the Gold Cup they, and during the group stages, and we were having the stats of how many goals they're scoring. So I don't think it's a constant problem against Costa Rica. I think Costa Rica played a really good game, and we already talked about that. And against Haiti, I just we had so many different chances and they didn't put it in Chapito and we've talked about this that's the only thing that kind of scares me if the US scores first 
And these players who are not used to being down to the U.S. and the pressure of trying to score, which I kind of saw against Haiti, I could see it kind of turning around. And, and, I mean, not turning around. And the U.S. bunkering back and frustrating Mexico, and then, then we're in a little trouble. I, I think there's, there's going to be a lot of goals score, and I think, I think Mexico's going to go out. And, uh, and, and and score more. Hopefully everything goes right. So I'm feeling confident in the fact that we have a better team, a more uh, more talented team. But there is a little thing there, kind of like this would be the storyline. U.S. somehow finds a way to win. You the Mexico, you know, a one-zero where Mexico just struggled again, and now you know the U.S. is you know wins in the women's wins in the in the night. And uh, and the rivalry will stay alive. Kind of Tom and I are talking about it. If if that happens, that's Tata loses his fourth final. Yeah. This is the last big tournament, you know, for a while, except the Gold Cup 2021. And uh, I mean, it's I don't I know Tata said nothing will happen, but I mean, you 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 go against a, again a Concacaf that isn't as good as and we were talking about it, and you can't win this Gold Cup where it's supposedly all stacked up for Mexico and U.S., or Mexico at least, and you know what happens. So uh, as far as prediction, um, I'm going to go with 3-1 Mexico. I think hopefully everything goes through, everything is okay, and they got back to scoring, and we're going to stay positive. But I think we might suffer a little bit, so we'll see what happens. So that was Weasel's prediction. Tom is really, really into his deep dish feature right now, but I'm going to briefly interrupt him to get uh, his predictions and what he thinks about the game for tomorrow. No, I think, I think I'm going 3-2 Mexico. I think it's going to be a really good game. I think both teams are going to go at each other. I think the key is Pulisic. Martino said it. It's pretty obvious. Mexico leave a lot of space at the back. If Pulisic is on form, from a Mexican perspective, I fear it. Big time. He's a guy, he's a guy who's on another level right now he's the best best player in the tournament for me um, and if Mexico can't cope with him like Tata said Tata's just he's very honest sometimes he said in the press conference uh, I think two press conferences ago he said we attack we're vulnerable on the transitions we push players forward and if we you know that, that's our weakness we've got to win the back, win the ball back quickly when we lose it because if not we can suffer and I think exactly that the US are going to try and capitalise on through Pulisic Mexico can deal with Pulisic Mexico win and I think quite comfortably Tom to close us off I am just well before you close us off I'm just going to say I hope for a really good game Um, I think yeah I think the US has has more to prove in this game than Mexico does in terms of not qualifying last year in terms of you know it's a rivalry game all that stuff so I'm hoping for a good game I have no score prediction I'm just going to go with the Mexico victory somehow some way that's going to happen um, I would like. Oh, that's safe. Oh no! Oh no, Amy! You gotta do it. <laughs> no, no, no! You guys, no, let, you guys, no, let me. Okay, yes, thank you. Yes, please. You guys, let me take control of this pod. I say I don't have to give a score prediction, so I'm not gonna give a score prediction. But I do hope for. I do hope for a good game. And we're going to turn this off right now. But before we do, <laughs> Tom, let's go ahead and close us out for our penultimate Gold Cup Daily Pod. Yeah, I think, I think if you're from a Mexican fan point of view, important to win. I think Tata Martino is the right manager for this Mexican national team. I think he's done 
he's done really well the history tells you he's a very good coach and I think it would be a massive positive if he can lift that cup bring it back to Mexico you know Mexico you know they haven't won it since 2015 I think Mexico's the best team in CONCACAF right now I think they're weaker because those players aren't there but I still think Mexico goes into this game as favourite this is really quick and I know you're going to end it Tom if Mexico loses tomorrow and they can't score what is that going to say to the players that didn't want to come like Herrera like Chicharito and the ones we talked about Carlos Vela if we if the, if that's what's needed you know are are the players going to feel like oh yeah you know um, they don't need us or it's been you know too many summers playing or we're taking some time off but hey, we're going to look at them and go for me whatever the result is those players are still the best players no, there's no play, Mexican midfielder near Hector Herrera right now we, we would lose because we don't have have those players yeah I mean in part yeah uh, but either way there's going to be arguments if, the, if Mexico win it'll be like we don't need them you know in the press I'm talking and then Mexico if Mexico lose it'll be like yeah but we needed them and it's like those players are uh, exceptionally good players with background in Europe hopefully Tecatito comes back because he, he'd, he'd be a massive boost for this team if you put Tecatito and Lozano on this gold cup, get, cup team to face the United States who are you going to put as favourite like big time Mexico by a long way if you put Pizarro and Antuna, there's a big difference there. I mean, just looking at Herrera. You know, Herrera didn't want to go because he's trying to get his club stuff together, and okay, understandable. Um, I still think there's stuff going on with the federation. Vela flat out said he's done. Sc- scored what? What did he just score today? Well, he's got like the highest assist and goal percentage of the MLS right now. I mean, I know we keep talking about those players that need it, but if we lose gonna look back at those players that there it is this is this is what we need in order for us to win but hopefully it doesn't happen that way um and uh we can come back on this next on the final gold cup daily podcast and say all right we did it so um interested to see what happens all right well i guess i'm gonna close it off because we we talked a little bit longer than we were supposed to (laughs) i think the thing that we have to keep in mind though is that it's not lost on on tata himself either because he said it and he's been vocal we would be better without with the players that we're missing yeah there's circumstances that have led to, to them being absent or you know there's different factors that lead to those players not being here but we're doing what we can with who we have but no doubt we would be better with with those players there so i mean i think regardless of not necessarily regardless of what happens because it would be important obviously the the win is important but I don't think that's lost on Tata. I think win or lose, that won't continue to be lost on Tata. And we'll just have to move on from whatever happens tomorrow. Hopefully, we get a Mexico victory. Um, but until then, we're going to go ahead and close out because we need to start eating our Chicago deep dish pizza. But uh, thank you guys so much for listening. Thank you guys for subscribing. I know that we've turned audio. And this has let us have all these daily podcasts. So really excited this is it this is the last of it mexico versus the u.s tomorrow in the gold cup final so we'll see how that goes